Hey, it's Scott Tempesta from Sailing Anarchy. Hello. Back with another podcast for your entertainment. This is number 222. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. I got a couple topics to get into, but the first one I want to talk about is so bizarre. And, you know, it would, oh, typically something that would happen to me. Um, part of it's from my own doing. Part of it's just from other people's fuckery. So we have a, when I say we, that's the wrong, that's, that's the wrong word. Um, San Diego Yacht Club has a, uh, a fairly prominent regatta called the Lipton Cup. And I don't know how many years it's been around, but it's been around forever. Um, I actually won it. I want to say 1984. I hate to even say that it's so old. It makes me so old because I am so old, it may be right around there. Um, back then, the Lipton Cup was sailed in IOR boats. And it, it's an invitational regatta. And, um, you know, depending upon the format, that year it was IOR. And for a number of years, it was IOR. Um, and then when IOR started to go away, it was in shock 35s. And then when shock 35s went away, it's been in J one Oh fives ever since. And I mean, I don't think J one Oh fives are ever going away, right? They've been around forever and they're going to be around forever. And really, if you're going to have a, a regatta now that it's one design, um, you know, what other boat would you use, you know, that you're going to be able to have a reasonable size crew and, you know, and that there's a lot of them everywhere. J105 is the boat. Um, when I won it in, like I said, 84, I was skippering uh, Nelson Merrick 41 called Reliance, which was just it's actually Dennis Connor's boat. Um, Nelson had drawn the lines for a pretty slick 41-footer back then, masthead boat. And a few were built by Kerry Garrity. And, of course, Dennis, being the whiz and wizard that he was, his boat was uh, different. <laughs> It had a um, longer pole. I'm uh, pretty sure it had a longer boom. Um, it had bigger Genoas, uh, and the boat was built light, and it was a light air rocket. And Dennis won just about everything there was to win with the boat. And then I think a guy named Len Sheridan, if I have it right, bought it in Maria Del Rey, and they won a bunch of stuff. And I had a customer who actually had a Shock 35, a guy named Chuck Nichols, that we had won virtually everything there was to win. We won the nationals back to back and we actually had the boat modified by Doug Peterson uh, to be com more competitive in IOR. If you can believe it, L let me do a quick sidebar. So, you know, um, there was nothing to do with the shock 35. There wasn't really uh, a class per se. Um, and PHRF was back then was the, the default fleet uh, fleet for idiots uh, and, and hacker boats. And so, you know, we didn't really want to do that. I mean, the shock 35 back in the day was all that a really fast, light air boat, perfect San Diego boat. So we took it and I was good friends with Doug and I just said, Hey Doug, what can we do with this thing? So Doug did what Doug did and said, yeah, we can, I can drop the rating like two feet. I think it was actually more than two feet. And so it was, it, here's what we did. Bobcat, the transom, I want to say five inches, just cut five inches off the transom, uh, add 300 pounds, I think, right by the mast. And then 
bump the boat, pull the boat out of the water and bump it at the girth sections. Uh, you know, where the, you trick the rule into thinking the boat's got more volume than it does uh, at the measurement points. Right. And at the measure point measurement points, it does, you know, the boats kind of fat in those points. And that's why if you see pictures of old IOR boats and you look at the bottom, you go, man, that's really lumpy and unfair. I mean, it's, it's lumpy, but it's not unfair that you, you fare these things in, you know, pretty significantly so that they're as smooth as, as possible. And what's funny about the shock 35 is the boats were pretty unfair coming out of the factory. And so by us actually adding these bumps underneath the water in a strange way, it made the boat more fair. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it did. And uh, the boat was fast. I mean, we, we won the nationals in that configuration. Um, and so, and we had a lower rating and the boat was, the boat was great in, you know, in light air San Diego in IOR, believe it or not, until the wind got up to anything near 10, 10 and over. And then the bigger boats, you know, would just crush. So anyway, he was looking for an IOR boat and I found Reliance, uh, sitting on the docks down at Chula Vista Marina. Um, and I just called him up and said, Chuck, this is the boat we got to get. So got it. We won a lot of stuff and, uh, I was able to win the, um, Lipton cup as skipper which to me was a really big deal. I I'd just gotten in the yacht club and, uh, you know, was still kind of mm, establishing myself with uh, Sobstad sales. I mean, kind of by then people sort of know that or, or knew that I was a pretty good sailor and won, winning on a lot of boats. And it was cool. Winning Lipton cup is a big deal. And, and it's kind of always been a big deal. And it was a big deal for me. Um, personally, and uh, just to get to represent the yacht club and and um, and uh, you know be a part of the history. Um, it is an interesting thing, though, and I'll, I'll tell this as well. I, I've you know I've got a boatload of stories, but this one was, is probably the most fascinating and kind of weird thing to happen. And then I'm going to go ahead and move to right now and kind of a weird thing that's happening. Well, right now. So one of my crew members uh, that sailed with me a lot on Reliance was a guy named John Craig. And uh, you may know, uh, you may know John and you may have heard of him and you may know his son and have heard of his son, Damian Craig, uh, who's turned into a mighty fine sailor and uh, one hell of a navigator as well. So John Craig had worked for Dennis Connor in one of the previous America's Cups. And then when the Kiwis got involved, I'm pretty sure it was with the big boat. John got hired by them and uh, and so was now working for the New Zealand America's Cup. And this was right around the time that we were getting ready to do uh, the Lipton Cup. And uh, I got I got hauled into the um, Yacht Club one weekday by Jack Sutphin. Uh Jack Sutphin, you know, one of the all time great guys, great sailor, mentor to a lot of people, I think, including Dennis Connor and. Jack Sutphin asked, said to me, we, meaning the Yacht Club, meaning the powers that be, meaning Dennis Connor, would prefer it if you did not have John Craig on your crew for the Lipton Cup. And I didn't, I didn't see this coming. And I'm sitting there, I'm in the, you know, one of the meeting rooms at the Yacht Club. It's just Jack Sutphin and I, and he's basically asking me to take one of my guys off the boat and just replace them with whoever. But John Craig was not desired to be on the boat. 
And I had this huge decision. I mean, you talk about pressure. Jack, and Jack, by the way, he's since passed away a few years ago, but just the nicest man. And, you know, he wasn't yelling or, you know, wasn't slamming his fist on the table. That was never his style. It was like, this is what the, the club would like. And do you, do, you, do you have any idea? Like, so, you know, I'm getting this chance, right? Uh, I could be replaced by any number of guys at the Yacht Club, right? They could have gone right down the list. It could have been Gary Wiseman. It could have been Nelson himself. You know, it could have been a bunch of guys that could have easily skippered the boat, you know, as well as me, likely better. Maybe not. I was pretty good back then. Uh, and could have easily won the Lipton Cup. And so I'm sitting there. My 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 brain, my addled brain is trying to process this like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Like, okay, the easy thing to say, okay, yes, yes, sure, that's fine. You know, anything, oh, great yacht club, right? Anything for God and country club, you know? But I said no. I, I said, Jack, no. Uh, John's been an integral part of this Reliance program since – since we've had it and I just, I wouldn't feel right kicking him off the boat and I don't think it's necessary. And I know the answer was no. And, you know, he looked at me and he said, I appreciate that. I understand your, your position and um, you know, I'll get back to you. And so I walked out of the yacht club, just like shitting bricks, like, Oh no. Like, oh my God. Is this the, is this both the beginning and the end of my San Diego yacht club career? You know, such as it's been, um, and they, Jack called me back and said, and uh, yeah, you know what? I appreciate, I, I respect your decision. I'm, uh, I admire the fact that you stood by John Craig and yes, you can keep John Craig on the crew. So, which was awesome. I felt really, you know, great that I had stood my ground on that. Um, so as I mentioned, we did go on to win the Lipton Cup. It's a big deal for me, for the club, for everybody. But honest to God, when I tell you this story, you almost won't believe it. So we're out there getting ready for the Lipton Cup. It's the morning of the first race. There's no wind. We're just sitting around with, with the main. And Dennis was on the America's Cup catamaran, Stars and Stripes, right? And they're out there practicing. Dennis Connor, I swear to God, I hate to even say this, but you know me. I'm not, I'm not going to bullshit about anything, and certainly not this. He comes zipping by the boat. Uh, on, on the catamaran and he stands up and he says, I just like to wish the crew of Reliance success in the Lipton cup, except John Benedict Arnold Craig. Now he says this, you know, and we, he's standing up. He's, we can all hear it. And the crew on our boat is shocked, just stunned. Like really Dennis, like Keep in mind, I love Dennis Conner. I, I've gotten to be friends with him. I just, you know, I've said this before. I think the world of him. But in this moment in time, it was this most stunning display of what the fuckery. Like, why would you even say that? Like, so you have a hard on for John because he left. He's a Kiwi. He left your camp to go with the Kiwi camp for the America's Cup. And you, you couldn't be bigger than that. You couldn't rise above that. Just simply wish the boat. And the crew, good luck and carry on. He had to say that. And he, but he did say it. It was just, dude, we were, I mean, it, it really on the boat, we were speechless. Like I said, I mean, I don't think anybody talked for like five minutes. It was just hard to sort of process it. But, you know, we did, sucked it up, off we went. And, and we won the, the Lipton Cup. 
uh, I think it was the next year I sailed on uh, with Carl Eikenlob on his Nelson Merrick 45 cadenza. Um, never a particularly great boat. And we, uh, the boat that we had to beat was Quintessence, the Reichel Pew, was it 44? I think 42, 43, right in there. Really, really fast boat. Fractional rig, super modern. Dave Ullman was sailing the boat. You know, uh, very impressive. And clearly a better boat than Cadenza. But uh, Nelson was the skipper of the boat. I was the pseudo tactician. I mean, just like today, Nelson didn't listen to me back then either. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I just gave input, but Nelson, you know, never looked to me for anything, nor did he have to. Bruce Nelson, a really great sailor, and certainly back then, like, you know, on top of his game. And we ended up winning. I mean, we won because Nelson was just simply better. We made better decisions. He was crafty. You know, all the things that anybody that's raced against Nelson, you don't know that he can deliver and and he did and but for me you know it was great to be a part of the crew obviously and to sail with carl and, and gene i can love but for me the best part was i got the sail order on the boat like the yacht club you know would buy sails for the boats that were going to defend or you know challenge for i think we were defending still defending at that point yeah and uh working for sobstat i put all new sails on cadenza so for me, that was the real win is, you know, Carl, I'm Carl had been a North guy, you know, but I'd been out there winning with Sobstad sales on Reliance and Travieso and Motivation and Freefall and some other boats like that. And so Carl, you know, the Yacht Club said, what do you want to do? And Carl said, I, I want Sobstad sales. And so, you know, we got the order through the Yacht Club, which was so great. Um, so then when they switched to Shock 35s, I once again was asked to uh sail for the yacht club and uh, for the lipton cup and we um i'm not making excuses we ended up second dave allman beat us on a the best boat ever uh in shock 35s boat called buttercup and we had unfortunately i don't know why i didn't get the order somehow north managed to finagle the sail order for the boat and this is back when north was building some absolutely shitty sails shitty uh, those of you old enough to remember C-cut Genoas, right? Uh, how about true radial spinnakers? Just awful, God awful. And we were not fast. Um, I think I sailed really well. I think I sailed well enough to win the regatta. We beat Steve Grillen, uh, who finished third. And Grillen, you SoCal people know how good Steve was. You know, we sailed a good regatta, but uh, just, yeah, we weren't fast. I mean, I won starts and we were good, but God damn it. I was so pissed. I mean, as if I had needed more reason to hate North sales because yeah, I was working for Sobstad, you know, there it was. I was furious at how bad the sales were. And, and I'm sure if you asked any North guy from back in the day, in a moment of, of honesty, they'd tell you how shitty those sales were too. They were shitty. But so, I, you know, I had, a, I had a pretty good Lipton Cup, you know, run there. Pretty good. Two wins in a second. You know, not bad. I'll take it. Um, but I've never been involved in the in the Lipton Cup now for the Yacht Club, primarily because, well, you know, years go by. Uh, you know, you're not as prominent as you might have been. And uh, and other people come along and, you know, younger guys come along. Um, Tyler Sinks, you know, perfect example of the young breed of really fabulous 
San Diego Yacht Club sailors. And, um, <clears throat> you know, he was, he's the skipper and has been for a, a few Lipton Cups now. And, but, but I find myself being a part of it because I own, drum roll please, AJ105. And so what the Yacht Club does is they provide the boats. So there's 10 uh, members at the Yacht Club who own J105s, more actually, I think. And if you buy a J105, you can, you can get a slip at the Yacht Club if you agree to put it into the Lipton Cup program. And that is, you know, have your boat in good shape. Um, you know, it can't be a junker, good bottom. And then they'll use it in the rotation of the Lipton Cup uh, boats. I believe they change boats after every race. And, um, and the Yacht Club provides the sale. So you don't, your sales don't get used and there aren't, you know, there aren't big differences in the sales if they're all the same, which is what they are. Um, and, you know, it's a pretty good thing. And they also use this for something called the Masters Regatta, which is the week before the Lipton Cup. And they're, both events are actually this month. The Masters is the 20th of October and the Lipton Cup's the 27th. And the Masters is for, I think it's sailors over 55. And so, you know, the yacht clubs around the country um, put together, you know, teams of older guys and come sail in the Masters. And so my boat's in both of those and that's fine. I mean, that's, I think it's great. I'm glad to help the yacht club. You know, I don't do much in terms of volunteering. I, let me take that back. I don't do anything in terms of volunteering. I don't. I don't do anything. I'm never on a committee. I don't do anything and it's not going to change. So I thought, well, listen, I'd like to get a one Oh five. It's a great way to get a slip. And you know, it helps the yacht club, you know, in the Lipton cup program uh, and the masters as well. So I'm glad to be a part of that. Well, so you heard my weirdness from my first uh, Lipton cup. Here's the weirdness from this Lipton cup. So there is a guy. Oh, hell. Why would I not name names? His name's Chris Winard from Southwestern Yacht Club. And we don't like each other. Safe to say we hate each other. You know, there was a time in, in our, our, we call it friendship. Well, we were friends for a while. And the dude is just so strange. I mean, he's a weird dude. So I don't like him. So I found out that he's a skipper of South, Southwestern Yacht Club's Lipton Cup team. So imagine that. Just, just for, for one second, put yourself in my, my shoes. So a guy that you cannot fucking stand is going to be sailing your boat in the Lipton Cup. So how would you feel about that? Hmm? Would you be stoked? No, you'd be pissed. Now, I'm not going to do anything stupid like i refuse to let my boat be so but i have let powers that be know that this i don't trust this guy that i not sure he won't just throw my boat into a situation recklessly i'm not saying he's going to i'm not even saying that he would but it, would there be a possibility that he might i don't know so i've let him know <laughs> Uh, without mincing words, better not. And I let the Yacht Club know, like, listen, I just don't want this guy cowboying it out there with with my boat or against my boat. Just, it's just, I, I, I felt like it was worth making it known that this is something I'm not particularly pleased about. And hopefully, and very likely, nothing at all will happen, right? That's the best thing in the world. The best thing in the world for me 
uh, San Diego Yacht Club wins. My boat wins every race, which it won't, but it's a fast boat. It'll be up there. And that he gets his ass kicked. I mean, that, that to me would be, you know, kind of the ideal situation um, in terms of me coming out good, my boat not getting uh, banged up, the Yacht Club winning, and yeah, kind of going from there. Um, you know, I wanted to say something. This is kind of an interesting little thing real quickly. Uh, are you tired of slip fees? Or the line at the boat launch? Is your boat too heavy to launch alone? Consider a portable sailboat. Founded in 2015, Redbeard Sailing is run by sailors who live and breathe the open water. A one-stop shop for top-of-the-line brands like Mini Cat, X Cat, and Happy Cat. They specialize in portable boats that fit conveniently into bags and are easily transported by car or SUV. Whether you're looking for an entry-level sailboat or an adrenaline rush, the Red Beard team has the expertise to help you find the perfect boat. Visit redbeardsailing.com to learn more. Again, that is redbeardsailing.com. So those are my Lipton Cup weirdness stories. I, I don't, again, I don't know why me, like why does this have to happen to me? Um, it just does. It, it makes for a pretty good story though. You got to admit, right? And uh, you can bet that next week I'll follow up with a uh, post, uh, not next week. Yeah, next week. After the Masters and then the Lipton Cup, you can bet I will, I will uh, definitely follow up and let you know what, if anything, happened. Let's just all hope that it doesn't. The Sailing Anarchy podcast is brought to you in part by Aberdage Fine Ship Model Builder. They duplicate your sailboat or powerboat. Visit aberdage.com. That's A-B-O-R-D-A-G-E. Dot com. They've built boats for me. Let them build a model boat for you. For Sailing Anarchy, I'm Scott Tempesta. See you.